0: <laughs> if you would tonight. By the way, I, I just wanted to share something with you. Me and Mary were sitting uh, at the table the other morning thanking the Lord for His goodness to us and and just reminiscing and uh, how He has blessed uh, both of our lives all these years. And, and you know, when you sit down and, and take uh, uh, just a... Uh, Go back and think of all that God has done down through the years and how He leads. How He's led you from one step to the other. It's amazing because you know that you can't do it. You, there's no way that you can plan your life and it come out like it is. God had to do it, you know what I mean? And when you realize that, you sit down and, and take value of that, you have to say, praise the Lord. You just do and uh, it's a real blessing to realize that. Tonight, I want to speak to you tonight on John 11 and verse 1 through verse 46. Now, I'll try not to read the whole thing, but I wish you would, because there's so much contained in it. <clears throat> it's a, it's a, the raising of Lazarus from the dead. But what a what a uh, blessing it is to know all that is contained in the Scripture beginning with verse 1. Now a certain man was sick, named Lazarus of Bethany, uh, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sisters sent unto him, him, saying, Lord, behold he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, He said, This sick is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified uh, thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Then after that, saith he to his disciples, Let us go into Judea again. His disciples said to him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest thou there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. <clears throat> These things said he, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend, let us sleep. But I go, that I may awake him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well, albeit Jesus spake of his death. But they thought that he had spoken of taking a rest in sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Skip on over down to verse 21. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Boy, that's faith, isn't it? Jesus said unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and abideth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? She said to him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which shall come into the world. Now skip on down to verse 38, if you would please. Jesus therefore again groaned in himself, coming to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Jesus to her, Said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldst believe, thou shouldst see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from a place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hear, hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he thus spake, had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand in foot with grave clothes. And his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus said to them, Loose him and let him go. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did bleed on him. But some of them went their ways, to the Pharisees and told them what things Jesus had done. Father, I pray through this illustration, through this real happening, through this real raising of the dead, that we could see some great biblical truths that we can apply to our own life. We ask these things in Jesus' name. <clears throat> now, going back, first of all, Jesus said Lazarus was dead. In verse 14, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, and in 1 Timothy 5, verse 6, tells us people who have not received life from Jesus in a new birth is dead in the trespasses sins. People these days get everything all backwards. For instance, when you turn the word "lie" or "live" backwards, it spells "evil," and that's a life without Jesus. As I said, I've been reading Ecclesiastes over and over. And, and when you read the book of Ecclesiastes, it talks about life with Christ and life without Christ. And those with Christ is blessed; those without Christ are not blessed. So a life lived backwards or without Jesus is a life lived for the devil. Now, begin. Uh, Benjamin Desiree, I was reading by him, a nineteenth-century a uh, British leader, said, "Use his blunder, manhood." a struggle, old age, a regret. Uh, Samuel Butler said, life is one long process of getting tired. The French say, life is an onion, one cries while peeling it. Jesus has come uh, that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Now the devil is a thief who comes to rob you of living and he's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, the raising of Lazarus from the dead actually happened. That's a true story. We are to believe in miracles. But the main thing is we're to trust in Jesus. Our faith does not rest in his historical miracles. Our faith rests in Lord Jesus Christ, the miracle worker. Now, if we are to experience this abundant life, Jesus is talking about here, and there is a 3-4 lesson in that we can learn from this miracle of raising Lazarus from the dead. Number one, experience life in Jesus. Verse 14, Jesus plainly said, Lazarus is dead. Now isn't that something when you think about it? Lazarus was Jesus' beloved friend. Now, Lazarus had a big problem here. It didn't matter that Lazarus had a full head of hair or a lean body or was well-dressed or they had two loving sisters and a host of friends. No matter how many things were right about Lazarus really nothing was right about him because he was dead. Now, spiritually, Lazarus represents people without Christ today. They are spiritually dead as Lazarus was physically dead. Dead in trespassing sins. Now, the opposite of people who are dead while they live. Are people who know Jesus Christ live forevermore. It is impossible for those who know the Lord to die. Saved people just transfer to heaven from earth. In John 11 verse 26, whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die, Jesus said. Second Corinthians 5 verse 8, to be asked from the body to be present with the Lord. That's the reason people ask me, preacher, when your wife died, uh, how come you didn't grieve and and cry and carry on because you lost your wife. I ain't lose a wife. She's out from body, present with the Lord. Amen. She's alive. And if you know these things, happy are you. In First Timothy five verse six says, the person who lives in pleasure is dead, even though uh, they're still they're, live, they're alive. The person who believes in Jesus has everlasting life. Now, note something. The universal need for the new life in Christ. There are three recordings of Jesus raising people from the dead. The first was the daughter of Jairus, sick at home, and died there in Mark chapter 5, verse 21. The second was a young man from Nahum in Luke chapter 7, verse 11. The third was Lazarus. Now, this the little girl and the young man had just died, No decay had set in yet. But gyres a ladder had been dead four days and decay had set in. Now here's the question. Which one of them was the most dead? I never will forget Dr. Curtis Hudson said there's a preacher on the other side of town and he would put in the paper on Monday how many people he had saved and baptized. This preacher called him on Monday and said, Yeah, but how many of them really got saved? And Doctor Hudson said, "I didn't know you could really get saved. You either get saved or you don't." Amen. And when it comes to the question, is here's three people that the Bible speaks of that died, and they all died in different circumstances, and yet they all did. Now, notice something. Here's the point: there's no such thing as a big bad sinner, or just a little sinner. We're all dead in our trespasses and sins. All of us need to experience life in Christ. We're all sinners. There's no such thing as saved or partially saved. Saved is saved, period, and is saved from sin. Now, how to experience life in Christ, the world today says we need to, the four five, the four uh, ease to, be, to know that you're saved example, encouragement, environment, and education. Now, just suppose we had a dead man we were trying to bring back to life. Now, how are we going to raise him from the dead? How about by example? So, when some tries to show what it means to be alive, uh, uh, first by doing uh, push-ups and going to the fitness clubs, and to show what it means to be alive, and that won't do it. How about encouragement? Get the best motivational speaker together to cheer the dead on. Uh, You can't encourage a dead man to lie. How about environment? Take a dead man, put him in a room with a lively, joyful, living uh, people. Just get him in a right environment. That'll bring him back to life. Adam and Eve was in a perfect place. And look at them. How about education? The dead man just needs to know the difference between life and death. Get a medical book, educate him, show him how the body is supposed to function, that will bring him back to life. Now, the four E's is not the answer then. A dead person needs life from the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. John, and Going back now to John 11, and see how Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. In verse 28, verse 28, please. And when she had so said, she went away and called Mary her sister, saying, The masters come, call it thee. Now, beginning there in verse 28, down to verse 44, and said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Now, Mary ran to Jesus grieving. He asked to be shown where Lazarus was buried. Jesus will. Verse 39 When Jesus arrived at the grave, he said, Take ye away the stone. In verse 40 and verse 42, Jesus prays a prayer of faith to the Father. In verse 43, Jesus gave the command, Lazarus, come forth. Now, pleading, no pleading, no argument, no doubt, just a word from the Lord. And Lazarus came forth. You know what I learned? You don't have to plead and cry and beg God to save you. He's willing to save you. Amen. Just a word from Him is all it's got to have. How do we experience life in Christ? Same way Lazarus did. In Romans ten seventeen, faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Now watch it. In John six verse sixty three, Jesus said, "It is the Spirit that quickeneth; the flesh profiteth nothing." The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Now, we are born again by the Word of God then. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 says, quick, quick, made, which means alive, energized with power. And the Word of God is quick and to give power. We are to exercise liberty through Jesus. Now, once we have life in Jesus, then we must exercise liberty through Jesus. Notice when Lazarus came out of the grave, he was still tied up hand and foot in the grave clothes. You know what that speaks of? The oldest people said, believe, and I, I know because I came out of that as a little boy, but I remember one old preacher that I was working with, and he said, I haven't sinned since the day I got saved. And I said, you're the biggest liar in town. Now the Bible says it's all of sin. Now I want you to watch this. Some got the idea that once you get saved, you're never going to do anything wrong. Oh, yes, you are. You're still bound up. You're still in this body. And you're still held by your body, and you can't do the things you want to do. Now, when Lazarus came out of the grave, he was still tied up, hand and foot, in the grave clothes. Then in verse 44, Jesus said, Loose him and let him go. Now, Lazarus here is like so many saved people today, saved but not living in victory. When Lazarus came out of that grave, he couldn't talk, he couldn't work, he couldn't speak, or he couldn't see. He had life, but no victory. Many Christians have been to Calvary for pardon from sin, but they haven't been to Pentecost for power. And that's the Holy Spirit. They have life, but no victory in their life. Jesus didn't come just to give life. He came to give life abundantly. In John 8, verse 32 through verse 6, He said, unwrap the old sins you need to do, the old habits, the old language, the old ways. Enjoy the new life in the Lord Jesus Christ and the victory in Jesus. That's the reason I love that song, Victory in Jesus. If you don't have any victory in your life, brother, it's going to come through the Lord. Now go with me to John uh, chapter 1, please. In John chapter 1. And I want you to look at verse 1 and verse 2. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Now I love this. Here's one who has new life in Jesus. Been set free uh, by Jesus. And now, fellowshipping, if you go back now to John chapter 12, and what Jesus is life, but John chapter 12 now, in verse 1. Here's one has been dead, he's been brought to life, and listen to what he's doing. Then Jesus, then Jesus six days before the Passover came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the, table with him, that is, with Jesus. Now, just think about this. Here's one that new life in Jesus, being set free by Jesus, now fellowshipping with Jesus from the tomb to the table. Did you know that Jesus seeks fellowship with us saved people? Revelation 3 verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come unto him and will sup with him and be with me, and he with me. Many times in the Bible, Jesus invites his disciples, "Come and dine." Would you have liked to been at that table that day, as sitting at the table with Jesus and Lazarus and listening to them talking? Living for Christ is not a penalty you pay in order to get to heaven. I want to be a Christian. I'd, I'd rather be a Christian, uh, even if it wasn't any help of heaven. I'm a better person because I've been with Jesus. Now, lastly, though, you look at chapter 12 now, in verse 9. Much people of the Jews therefore knew that he was there, and they came not for Jesus' sake only, but they might see Lazarus, also whom he had raised from the dead. But the dead, the chief priests consulted they that they might put Lazarus also to death. Because it's by reason of him, many of the Jews went away and believed on Jesus. You know why you live the Christian life? I've had people say, Preacher, if I believe that I was saved by grace, like you preach and teach it, we're saved by the grace, not our works which we have done, and so on, I'd go out and live like the devil because I'm going to hell. Why don't you? And you know what my answer is? Because I don't want to. God changed my owner. Amen? And I believe this. If God doesn't change your owner, when you get saved, you never got saved. It's just that simple. Now, that's what we are today. We're sinners saved by God's grace. We were dead in our sins and trespasses, but we're being made alive. And it, what the world is looking for is somebody that's been made alive from the old sinful way and telling that Jesus everybody they need. Jesus saved me by His grace. And then notice when He come forth as a dead person to a live person, many believe. They didn't come to see Jesus. They come to see Lazarus. You know what gets me? The world still wants somebody that God had raised from the dead. They still want to kill Him. And I'm going to give you something. If you think the world is your friend after you get saved, you're wrong. The world is your enemy. And you better wake up and believe that and understand that. My friends are not those of the world. Now, i got acquaintances in the world and they call themselves my friends. But my friends are saved people. And saved people will be there for you. And they'll pray for you. Unsaved person can't pray for you. And you think about it. When I want help after, after I got saved, and any time I'm in sickness or any time uh, I really need some help and from the Lord, I call my friends in the Lord. They're the ones that can help you. Amen? And I love that story. There's so much about the Christian life that we can learn about. Not just being saved or brought life, but living afterwards. You stay in this old flesh, and you live for this flesh, you're tired. God will not use a dirty vessel. But when you're loosed by the Holy Spirit and cleansed of your sins, God will use you and set you free. And that's the joy of the Lord. Amen? glad I'm saved tonight, aren't you? I really am. And every story, everything in the Bible is taught for one reason, to get somebody saved. That's what it's for. Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, I would have liked to have been there that day. That you and Lathers were just sitting at the table talking about, and I've wondered many a time, what are they saying to one another? And I can hear old Lathers said, "Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole." That's what it's about. Help us to be thankful in our heart for everything You do for us, not just saving us, but setting us free. In Jesus' name, we ask these things. Amen. Just sing something, so, please, sir. Tip number 366. 366. <clears throat> Jesus, keep me near the cross. Jesus. stream During the week now, because there's a lot of things happening to each one at different times. I mean, it's just like uh, uh, Rosie Montoto. They don't know what they're gonna run tests on her this week to see what the problem is. We don't know, but God can take what care of it if we pray for her before she gets there. It's the same way with Mrs. Uh, I know her name. Is see. what's her name? Mary. <laughs> it's barber. Been knowing her so long I forgot it. Yes, ma'am. Also please pray for those that are out on the streets in Las Vegas. Yes. There has been people saved, but we yes. want more of them saved. Amen. Amen. Pray for David to because of what you him as he witnesses there too. Father, we do thank you for a good day you've given us. And the way you dealt with people as they've come. Might have been few, but you was working. One man in particular, Lord, he needs your guidance. He needs your help. And we ask you, dear God, that you would help him through the troubles he's going through. But Lord, if you'll bless here, bless our people. Go with us on our way home. Heal those that need to be healed. Bless those that need to be blessed. In Jesus' name, we ask you. Amen. Shake him with somebody, please. I'm a rock. Football game. Yeah, I'm gonna go yeah, I love and well, appreciate I you told me too, me too she, my friend. throw me out more pictures Cheryl. All right. Chicken salad. What Oh.